All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by a returning guest. And last time, last time that she joined us, we were talking about a little bit of falling back into you and some other grooves as well. But since then, there's a, a new single, and ooh, my, my. A little bit of a shift in style, a little bit of uh, some energy with this one, a track entitled Get Back In The Groove, and that is exactly what our guest is doing with this track. I want to re-welcome back to the show one Nikki Kennedy. How's it going today, Nikki? Oh, good. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see you again. Oh, it is absolutely my pleasure. Always a wonderful day. Anytime I get to see that oh, smiling face, hear that wonderful <laughs> laugh. Oh, the laugh? <laughs> yes, very lovely laugh. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And um, from what I've been able to keep up with on the social media and otherwise, it seems like since the last time we joined each other, life's been uh, treating you fairly well, thankfully. Yeah, it's it's been a really busy, I guess the last year it's been really busy. So I've been super, super grateful and, and lucky for that. Definitely. It's been keeping me on my toes, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I can, I can only imagine. It's trying to get back into the live scene and then things shut back down and trying and to figure everything <laughs> out. And definitely, uh, you got to be tipper toeing around. You got to be ready to, uh, oh, it's like dodgeball. <laughs> Basically, it's the Wild Wild West, I think, a little bit, though. It's been good though. It's been good. It's been a good test of good test of character and also uh it's you know some some songs have come out of it. So I mean, I guess that's something, right? That's something for sure. <laughs> the inspiration's and been there, so lots to talk about. <laughs> can't complain about that at all. And of course we're diving behind one of those singles that has been born here today, this latest track since the last time we spoke and like i mentioned it's entitled to get back in to you and like i also mentioned has a little bit of a different uh, style a little bit of a different energy so i am very interested to know what brought this on yeah it's definitely my most upbeat track to date you know i think what brought it on was the last couple of years i wrote this song a year ago so january 21 and I guess we were kind of approaching that two-year mark of the pandemic. And certainly here in BC, we'd just been, I think that was kind of our, our period of strictest restrictions at that point. And I, I'm sure like a lot of people at that time, I was just feeling a little stuck and I was in a bit of a funk, a grumpy <laughs> funk. So I, um, I know I wanted to feel better. And I think that's something I always turn to music and I always turn to songwriting when I feel things and I need to feel things. And I always joke that I take like two paths to get there. One is like the sucker for the sad path, which is like, just like leaning into the ballads and the, you know, like the emotional sort of cries for help. And then the other side is I go back to my roots a little bit and the music that I grew up with, which was largely disco and R&B and 80s, 90s pop, that kind of thing. And there's something about that music, I think, that 
you grow up with your childhood. That's like a big warm hug almost. There's some comfort in that nostalgia. And so I wanted to go there and I will say like, I never intended for this song to be shared. I never, it would, wasn't ever something I went into thinking like, Oh, I'm going to release this ever. Like it just, it was purely for me and also to see like how far I could push myself in terms of writing something that uh, at the time felt out of my comfort zone because it was upbeat and funky and <laughs> I sort of previously sat in a certain BPM. So <laughs> so you were testing the waters here rather than like this was actually the goal. You were just seeing what else can Nikki Kennedy do as a song writer. And I love how you mentioned that I was in a grumpy mood, but somehow in a grumpy <laughs> mood, you end up with like your most happiest song yet, right? Yeah. And it's, I think it's a funny thing because my first single of, well, the pandemic, the last night dancing with you that came out in March of last year. And that was a similar writing process where like, I wrote that in the first few months of the pandemic and I was writing like terribly sad songs, which I love, but it was getting to a point where I was like, well, I need to, I need to get myself out of, like, I need to make myself feel better here. So that song was sort of my first like experimentation into what happens if we flip the narrative. And this song was sort of, I guess, like taking that idea and like amping it up to a level that was otherwise probably not safe for me in the past <laughs> going full out, but also like trying to balance. I think for me, the song is like a little bit of a juxtaposition and that might not be super apparent on like first listen, but the music is intended to be like upbeat and funky and like, okay, let's do this. Like I, I always remember my mom putting on, Whitney Houston had a greatest hits album that had like a cool down album with all the ballads and all of the like upbeat, like you're so emotional is when that's with somebody there's two discs. And I always remember my mom used to put on the warm up disc every like weekend when she'd vacuum the house or whatever. And I was like musical. I was like, okay, hey, yeah. Like I need something that's like, Hey, let's go. Like, let's do this. Let's do the to-do list. Let's crush it. But then also having the flip side of that with the lyrical content saying like, okay, that's all well and good, but like, let's give ourselves a little bit of grace here. Let's give ourselves a break because it has been a really tough time and whatever that looks like for the listener, but like life has been up and down for everybody. And I think, especially I wrote this song coming into a new year and then I released it coming into a new year. And I think I know I do it all. I do it every year, but like, there's a part of me that's just waiting for that magic, like reset button come January 1st to be like, yeah, 2022. I'm just going to suddenly feel better. And I'm suddenly going to like, you know, just like achieve all my goals. And I think to be able to step back and say like, Hey, it's, it's okay. Like to just do the best we can. And I think that's like part of the reason I leaned into lyrics that were a little bit more for forgiving in that in that sense the song isn't like yeah let's take over the world the song is like it's going to take some time mm -hmm. to back in the groove that's one thing that i really enjoy about it and how you mentioned there where it's like a lot of people too and i've been guilty of it myself where 
oh, it's January 1st, it's New Year's coming up, New Year, new me, I'm going to yeah. kill it, these resolutions, <laughs> and then like three weeks later, most of everybody has already fallen off the track, and and then like, but most of us don't realize, like when we go and set those lofty goals, like goals take time, and they take steps, and even like healing, and growth, and all of these things, right? Like, Yeah, throw a world pandemic on top of that. And, you know, like, it's just like the pressure is different. And I'm a huge advocate for goal setting and all of that stuff, you know, like to-do lists are my favorite thing, you know. But I think the idea that, yeah, things are going to happen overnight or we're just suddenly going to wake up and life is going to be easier is a dangerous, dangerous misconception. So, Mm -hmm. And then we build ourselves, oh, why didn't this happen? Well, it can happen. Just take it in For sure. We're setting ourselves up to feel disappointed or guilt or like we're not good enough. And I think that's the whole thing about giving ourselves a little bit of grace is like, Mm -hmm. like you're doing the best you can and that is more than enough. Mm -hmm. Totally okay to be right where you are. One thing about taking it in small steps too is that it feels small when you're doing it but you take a year you take five years you take any period of time and you look back and oh look at all the things that have happened in this time even though in the moment it felt like nothing was happening but like my goodness life 100 percent. especially in the music industry i have that all the time i feel like you know it's it's like one step forward 10 steps back and sometimes we get stuck always looking at like what could be or should be or what's ahead instead of being like, wow, like mm-hmm. five years ago, me would be pretty, pretty stoked right now. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that a lot of people definitely get in their heads where when you're in the middle of it and you see somebody else have success and sometimes you can, oh my goodness, this comparison lifestyle and everything else. And, and it's literally that. But if you look back to when you were a kid and like, Dancing around inside of your room, and I mean, maybe you you didn't do this, but dancing around inside of your room, pretending there's thousands of people watching you. And like, when you're doing that, it's like, if anybody would have bought a ticket to come and hang out to see you, it's like, as a kid, you would have been stoked if 10 people showed up to like, watch you in your living room, and you would have rocked that entire thing. No problem, right? The idea, yeah, like to get to do this, to have a life of music and do have a career in the arts like but even childhood me would have been like well you know i don't know childhood me might have been like why aren't you selling out stadiums (laughs) but like certainly like not that long ago me that's all i wanted you know and i think i i'm not there yet but i am definitely trying to be more celebratory with those small wins and those little pieces of excitement for myself. Cause I'm definitely someone that's always like next goal, next goal, next goal, next goal. It's like, Hey, let's enjoy. Let's enjoy all of this. Maybe smell one of those flowers along the way. Exactly. (laughs) Life is beautiful. (laughs) It's full of beauty. So, of course, one thing that I would love to know is you mentioned this was a change up for you in terms of writing. But, of course, your listeners, this is also a little bit of a change up as well. So what has the feedback been like towards this new song? The feedback so far has been really good. The biggest thing I was looking for when I shared this song was that it would make people feel good. And when I was sort of humming and hawing about whether it should come out or if it should be released or if I should share it or like 
you know, all of the the non-artistic things that we you know go through in terms of how do we take something creative to market. <laughs> the, not the actual creation part, but the the sort of business side of it. I went through a lot of like, ugh, like, I don't know, you know, but ultimately I found that it made me feel good. And what it came down to was, well, I know I'm biased because I wrote the song, but I also think I am my harshest critic. And if it makes me feel good, then maybe <laughs> it'll make someone else feel good. And even if the majority don't, dig it if it can brighten up one person's day two people's day 10 100 whatever it is then that's probably enough to say that that's worth it and i think also i've been having this sort of artistic revelation lately whereby i don't want my art to be defined by what i think people want or what they're looking for And in order to do that, I just have to create from a really honest place and hope that if it comes like authentically, you know, like if it's something that's like true to me and I'm making music for me and for the people that hopefully want to listen to it <laughs> and not chasing, you know, some somebody else's vision, then hopefully it will connect with the right people and and that'll be enough to, you know. <laughs> keep me around <laughs> very true right you reach the right people they tell their friends word of mouth grows or however it grows right but as long as you're being honest you'll hit the right people they'll get something from the song then you get that one person who puts it on repeat all the time because it's their song yeah and i think also like we i think especially as indie artists we're so cognizant of all of the business stuff on a creative like it affects a creative level too because we're doing everything ourselves and our teams are small and you know we don't have we're not just creating and then handing it over and, and somebody else decides what to do with it so i think there has been a little bit of a shift where everyone says oh you have to pick a niche or you have to do this or you have to do this or you have to do this this is how you're going to land this kind of placement or whatever it is and ultimately we are whole people and i think that's something that we can't lose sight of is that like i'm a whole person and when i listen to music i listen to well like literally everything but i listen to more than one type of music and i don't think can you imagine if whitney houston's label had said mm, no whitney only does upbeat dance pop so we can only do i want to dance with somebody we can only do so emotional and like queen of the night and i'm every woman we can only do that kind of song and then we never would have had i have nothing i will always love you one moment at a time run to you you know like what a waste <laughs> like what a devastating waste that would have been right so i think for me it's like being able to look back and say there is no rule book I just have to be me and not let this <laughs> get in the way of my creativity. And I think especially at this stage in my career, pros and cons, but fortunately, let's say fortunately, I don't have anybody 
dictating what I can and can't do. Um, not at that level yet. So <laughs> this is the time that I have the creative freedom to try things out. And I don't know a hundred percent who I am yet as a person or as an artist. I feel like that continues to evolve every day, <laughs> every year. And I hope it continues to evolve because I think that's kind of what makes humans interesting is that like we adapt to things and we evolve over time. So there's that shift. And I think my music as an artist should reflect both the shift in my own self and thinking and also the world around me. So I'm, I'm pledging it here on your podcast, but like, I'm going to make more of an active effort to just trust myself and trust my art and trust that it will connect with people who want to hear it and they're the only ones that matter anyway absolutely i love that very good lesson <laughs> that's my declaration right oh here oh my oh my all <laughs> right it's been said all right i am the witness and anyone who's <laughs> tuning into this you're now witnesses too you're holding we're holding her accountable i right? <laughs> as as you should as, as we you should, should. <laughs> But of course, we're going to allow you time to relax and take care of yourself too, of course. That, oh gosh, yeah, self-care is <laughs> uphill battle. But it's interesting. Last year, I had the great, great fortune of, oh, actually, this, I guess the last time I spoke to you would have been before this, but I, as part of the TD Creative Incubator, I was fortunate to have some one-on-one -on -one mentorship with Chantal Kariasik, which was amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Just, I'm just like casually going to throw that in there. No, but she's a beautiful human who just gave me everything I needed at that moment in time. And I come back to it often because she challenged my thinking in terms of what is important. And she really reminded me that it is such a beautiful thing to have a life in music and a life in art. And that has been my whole world, you know, and that is such a beautiful thing. And I come back to it because sometimes I think it is really easy to get caught up in the noise and all of the things that we feel like we should be doing or the comparison game and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, ultimately, it's the audience, it's the listeners that matter. And that's like who we create for other than ourselves, you know? And I... Me, I need to remember that more, but like I always come back to that, and it was so refreshing just to like have that reminder come from somebody that's had such a legendary career. And I feel very, very privileged to have like heard that right, right one to one personally as well. But yeah, to come back to that idea that like it's a pretty freaking special thing to make music and. That's what I want to lead with is that love and that passion for creativity. Wow. That sounds like uh, quite the opportunity you had for sure. <laughs> yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. And I don't think very many people have had that. So a uh, shout out to Chantal Kreviasik for giving you some <laughs> hella good advice. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And of course, keeping on with the creativity of everything. You crafted your own music video to go along with the track, Get Back in the Groove. So what was it like to uh, put together the visuals of this new song? 
really hard. (laughs) I had never done anything like that before. But I really, I really wanted a visual for this song. I I felt like it just because of its energy and and because of its stylistic difference, perhaps to my other catalog, I thought I could really benefit from some kind of visual. And, you know, as an indie artist, you have to make choices where your investment goes. And I decided that I would, yeah, take all my own photos, do my own artwork and try and attempt to make my own (laughs) music video. I I, like, I don't even know if I can fully say music video because I feel like it's not professional enough to be able to call that. But (laughs) my attempt at a DIY sort of style thing. So I basically hung some fabric in my living room and locked myself in the house for a weekend and went a little bit loopy and it was really tough. The editing part was also the actual filming as much as it was really difficult and half the footage didn't turn out because it was like out of focus or I looked ridiculous or whatever it was. That part, I didn't know it at the time, but it was a lot easier than the putting it together. <laughs> so there's a first time for everything. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine trying to piece together because anyone who's seen the video, like not just different backgrounds, but outfits, camera angles, like all of these different things and to like line up like, here's me background singing, like to a line I just sang. And it's like, it's <laughs> the way that it flows is really awesome. So I commend you on uh, the amount of time it must have taken to put it together there. <laughs> Well, and I also had to cut it in pieces because my computer couldn't handle like CPU overload <laughs> trying to like handle that much footage. So it was a good learning curve for sure. I I definitely know how I will approach it next time differently. But I think also there's a weird thing about looking at yourself a lot, like especially in the editing process. That was also something that maybe it was a lesson that I had to learn, but I just try to get over myself a little bit and like just suck it up and cut the thing the way that I, you know what I mean? To tell the story I wanted to tell rather than, oh, but that's unflattering or, oh, there is a chin or, you know, like all those things that we do to ourselves when we see what we think other people see. So that's why there's many funny faces throughout because at a certain point I was like, this is actually like, I can try my hardest to get the nicest looking shots of me here, but ultimately that's really not me. The people that tune into my shows or watch me live, they know like I'm usually laughing or (laughs) being (laughs) a little bit like ridiculous. So I felt like it was appropriate to capture some of that. (laughs) loopy energy in the visual as well be true to yourself right it's hard it's hard but trying (laughs) hey hey it's uh as you mentioned earlier we can definitely be our toughest critics especially if we're going to be sitting there for hours going over things and watching it over and over again but we got through we got a very fun music video for an incredibly fun song i think it all goes pretty damn well together Thank you. All right. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today, Nikki, to dive behind 
this latest track, Get Back in the Groove, which the listeners can find right and now in audio in video formats. And I will have links to do so in the description to the show below. And like I said, Nikki, once again, thank you so much for joining us thank here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always a pleasure to chat. All right, Ambush, you can find Nikki Kennedy's brand new song, Get Back in the Groove, right now on your favorite music streaming service. You can find the music video over on Nikki's YouTube, and you should follow and subscribe on both of those pages, as well over on your favorite social media services, too, so you can stay up to date with everything that's going on inside of Nikki Kennedy's world, because you know. There's more music coming your way, and you do not want to miss out. So with that, it's time to thank Nikki once again for joining us here on today's episode of the DTP. We have to thank the incredible Carrie from over at Bad Parade for setting up today's interview. We have to thank German from YPEditor.com for making it sound so good. And last but not least, we need to thank you, the Ambush, for tuning on in today. If you've yet to join up with the AM, it's as easy as subscribing to the show. And you can also help us grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, and by heading on over to www.deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere you go. And with that, it's about time we give our final bye-bye of today, but not before I tell you. Go out. Find a roar and then let it out into the world and let them know. And until next time, Ambush, bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.